What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the North Shore Nine post game show. I am Jim. With me is Doug. Doug, how you doing on this fine Sunday afternoon following a Pirates victory? Oh, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Thank you. That, that nice win. A little dodgy at points, but you know, surprising. Kind of went off script. I, I saw Colin Selby as the opener, and I thought we're going to be down three nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, going into the second inning. Um, he was yeah. he was outstanding. Yeah, and, it was an entertaining game. Um, yeah. I got, yeah. let, let's let's just hop right in, right? Yeah, why why don't we? So so Colin Selby he is announced as the opener today. Um, what we've seen out of Selby for the you know the little that we've seen of him uh, in the majors is uh, he's inconsistent. Let's just say that uh, <laughs> he, he either of inconsistent, right? Yeah, like he's putting together really good outings, but then also putting together some really dreadful outings. Uh, today, though, um, a good one. Right, he's either unhittable or he gives up four runs, and he, he you know he doesn't give up a run. Right, <laughs> he either retires seven eight in a row. Or or gives up, uh, yeah. And he he was outstanding. He looked terrific, and you you see him, and you're like, oh, now I see he how he got you know put on the forty man and protected from rule five. Oh, now I see how they can view him as somebody for next year. And then we'll watch his next outing, and he'll give up four runs. He won't throw a strike. And, you know, you have no control, and you're wondering how is this guy even? How did this guy advance past AAA? Let alone, you know. Yeah, the, the the command is is very inconsistent, but it was on today. Uh, let and let, I I want to stress that you know when you're going to use an opener, you know, like this, it's just it's really nice to be able to get on the other side of a team's best hitters, which is you know basically what you're doing is you're getting you're getting on the other side of the team's best hitters for your bulk guy, so that you know he doesn't face those really good hitters three times right that's that's kind of the goal of all of this and colin selby today he he starts off gets dj lemayhu to ground out gets aaron judge to ground out he walks glaber torres but then gets Giancarlo stanton to fly out so like getting through those four guys with a zero on the board i mean that's that's a win right uh and and then on top of that he pitches a second inning as well gets a one two three second inning very efficient second inning um yeah, he was outstanding today. A really good series for Colin Selby. If you don't, uh, if you recall, Friday he pitched a, a scoreless inning uh, and struck out two batters. Um, that was, you know, that was that was a big big moment there for him too because the Pirates were were winning the game yeah. at that point. Right. Uh, so yeah, really strong series for Colin Selby against the uh, you know the New York Yankees who aren't you know who we are used to the Yankees being, but hey. It's still the Yankees. It's nice right. to win against the Yankees. That's still Aaron Judge, the reigning MVP, right? That's still DJ LeMahieu, a guy who's won batting titles. And Giancarlo Stanton, um, right? He might not be a good hitter anymore. He's still dangerous, right? I mean, the guys, nope. you know, I mean, Anthony Volpe, 20 home, 21 home runs now. You know, Stanton's got 24. You, 
you're right. They're they're not the first place Yankees that we're accustomed to seeing or battling, but they're still that's a, a lineup that you cannot ignore. You just can't think, all right, we're gonna throw out anybody and just you know cruise through this you know <laughs> without any problems. So um, yeah, they they did a. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, that's a solid lineup, and, and you get outs against that lineup, and you deserve your flowers. Yep, yep. Um, on the other side of the ball, so Selby gets those two scoreless innings, you know, under under his belt. Uh, the Pirates, during those two innings, not much happening. Uh, Carlos Rodon getting the start for the Yankees tonight. He has been, um, you know, it hasn't been the year Carlos Rodon was probably hoping and probably Yankees fans were hoping to get out of him. Uh, this was just his 12th uh, game of the season. He's been injured and very ineffective in the games that he has played. Uh, today was a different story. He was pretty effective today. Uh, those first two innings, two perfect innings. Uh, and and what was weird is, if you recall from last night's postgame show, the Pirates didn't get a base runner the final 21 outs of yesterday's game. Um, the Yankees retired 27 Pirates in a row. Yeah. Um, between last night and today. So they basically, they pitched a perfect game, they had a perfect you, know, game right? <laughs> you know, with, with, between the two games. So, uh, but we head to the third and the pirates finally, um, finally get on base. Jared Triolo, who is funny. If you're, if you're in the discord, I, I literally typed right before Jared Triolo was, was, was batting. I was like, can, you know, Jared Triolo get an extra base hit challenge. Impossible. What does he do? He drills one off the right center field gap, uh, the wall and the right center field gap. Uh, and then he later scores on a Lee over Piguero RBI single. So the Pirates take the lead one, nothing in the third. I want to talk about Triolo a little bit too, because not only did he double there in the third, but he also doubled in the seventh. So, uh, and played a really, really nice first base. He made a really good pick on a ground ball that Alika Williams made a really nice play on too. Right. Um, I, I want to spend, let's spend some time talking about Triolo because I think up to this point, a lot of us have been impressed with his, with his glove and his versatility, but the bat just, there's, there was just no power there at all. And you know, how useful can you be as a corner infielder who can play second base and shortstop, you know, as well, but but like can't really hit anything other than a single. Um, so it just, and they're but not today, even hard hit single. It's like, no, no, you know, it's, it's little bloop singles over the second baseman's head. That's people, you know, runners don't score from second on his singles. You know, so. Yeah. So, I mean, Jared Triolo, just, you know, to kind of, you know, rip this off 287 slugging percentage going into today's game. Uh, his two doubles today got that up to 309. So still not really where you want it to be, but um, it is over 300 finally. But like, yeah. what are your thoughts just on Triolo? And, and I mean, he had an injury to begin the year. And it was a handmade injury, which is going to zap your power anyways. But he really never showed a lot of power throughout the minors either. Is this kind of who he is? Or can we can we expect more from Jared Triolo next year? You know, I really like him and I want to like him more, right? Because you see it's there. It looked in mean, that frame, that frame should be able to generate some power. He's not this skinny, scrawny, you know, short little guy. He's a big dude and, and he has a good approach. He, you know, he, he, he has good at bats. I mean, I, I, if you got a guy on third, right. You, you guys, I mean, he's been good with runners in scoring position while they have not been lasers. He gets guy, you know, he moves guys over, he gets them in. 
um, he fields, I mean, you know, he's a terrific fielder. That was his second major league game at first base. Uh, you know, and again, like I said, he, he's he's got the defense gene. I mean, I feel like if we put him in center field, he would have caught that that ball in, in uh, center field in the ninth inning. Yeah. Uh, he just he just can make good defensive plays. It's inherent. Um, so yes, I would love to see more of him. I would love. I mean, obviously, he has to develop a little pop. I don't care if he becomes a home run guy. If he just could become what we want Hayes, you know, to become originally, it's just. You know, give me 35, 40 doubles, right? Give me 10 home runs, 13 home runs, right? You know, I don't need I don't need 50 home runs. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's in there. I don't know if he can and if there's anyone that can untap that. But uh I mean my my dream scenario, and and this is just based on how we operate, I would love to see him take over first base. I, I, I value defense at first base. Uh, you know, um I I think we've seen this year with the the decent and and not just you know making the the fielding play, but it's it's getting those throws, saving those fielders, uh, um, throw even uh, uh, what's it, uh, Carlos Santana, how every time he threw the ball to the pitcher, the other guy covering, it was a beautiful, perfect feed. That that little stuff, you know, it, it's stuff that doesn't necessarily show up in box score, but it's important. And I, I think Triolo could do that, but he has to hit, and he's shown no ability. He, he I mean, today was great. Two, I mean, he crushed two doubles they were not cheapies um and so you, you like to think it's there of course you can't make any judgments on you know two at bats in a september game uh, but i wish i hope uh that he could if nothing else just be a super utility player because he can play all four infield positions and he takes a good at bat if he could develop a little pop he could contribute to this team on, on a significant level yeah i, I um I'll agree and disagree with you there a little bit. I think I'd be pretty happy if Triolo could just end up, you know, putting together a 700 OPS type season. Like if, if he can, if he can just do that, cause I'm not expecting Jared Triolo to be anything more than, than a utility infielder that you can move around and give people days off, maybe use him as a defensive replacement. If you have to, I'm not looking at Triolo being an everyday guy. Um, now, yeah, if he if the bat ends up being better, then sure. But I just don't see that type of potential in him. But I think there is enough there that he can at least be like a below average hitter with the ability to play really good defense in multiple positions. And then that right there will make him a pretty useful and valuable member of, of a future Pirates team. Uh, but as I said, right now, he's not quite there, but you can see the kind of impact that he makes to a game. Just from today, two for three, two doubles. He scores two runs. He was he was the best player today on, on yeah. the Pirates. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's the player of the game, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you, you, I mean, you're probably right. You, I mean, you're probably right. His, his ceiling is probably that. But, I mean, again, like I said, it seems like there's more in there. It might be way deep down. Um, on a team with Kebrian Hayes and his delicate back and, and you know, injury history, you want to give him rest, if not, you know, if nothing else. I mean, say he stays healthy all season, you still probably only want him playing 145 games. And so if you can plug in Jared Triolo, you don't, I mean, certainly, hopefully there's a drop off offensively, <laughs> you know, based on what Hayes has been doing, but right. I mean, you've got a golden glove caliber. I mean, he's no Brian Hayes. Nobody is, uh, but I mean, he is, is as good as you're going to be able to get over there. And then, like I said, he can fill, you know, I'd feel comfortable with him at, backing up second first at all. And we haven't seen him play shortstop, but I have no doubt that he could. 
And and I, I think he can play. I know he's played some outfield. So, um, right, considering some of the guys we keep on the roster, I would much prefer Jared Triolo. Um, and, and you're in it, and it, who knows? Maybe we can unlock it. Just like you said, 700 OPS, get him up to 725, and you really got some. Absolutely. Um, speaking of another guy who maybe you're looking to roster in the future, the other difference maker today, uh, Miguel Andujar, off of his former team in the fourth inning, hits a homer, bounces off the right field foul pole. That gives the Pirates a two to nothing lead. Doug, I'm not a, I'm not a Miguel Andujar believer. It's impressive what he did in AAA this year. But at the same time, he also hasn't really looked that bad in his limited, you know, kind of time back up here. Uh, just to kind of reel off some numbers here, he's, he's on a he's on a six game hitting streak now. Um, he's slugging. Miguel Andujar is now slugging five hundred. He's got a seven ninety four OPS. Doug. Is Miguel Andujar going to be on this roster again next year? It's hard to say. It's the Andrew McCutcheon problem. It seems that McCutcheon is going to be on this roster next year. We all want Kutch on this roster. And the only thing he can probably do is DH. Right? Now, Henry Davis is going to be on this roster this year or next year. Right? He can only DH or play right field. What – how do you use Andahar? I wouldn't be against Andahar being on the roster if there was somewhere for him to play and get at bats. Um, you know, he, but, but there, there just isn't. Um, given how poorly Henry Davis has performed, if he started next year at AAA just to get his confidence back or something, uh, I wouldn't be against that, but I don't think they'll do that. And, and I don't really think it makes sense. Um, and, yeah, and I mean, and you know, unless McCutcheon's um, rehabilitation doesn't go, I just can't see it. It looks like he might have, you know, he might be a, a little for real, right? It, it looks like maybe he's healthy, maybe he's got it back. Um, I'm not expecting his rookie year, but again, he looks like he could be a slightly above average hitter, um, something we're always desperate need of. Um, you know, I, I, I this current version of Miguel Andahar, if he was batting seventh in, in our lineup right now, I would take that all day long. Um, but you would prefer to see it at DH. And he's a right-handed hitting DH. Henry Davis is a right-handed hitting outfielder DH. Andrew McCutcheon is a right. I don't see where. I don't see how it happens. I, I, I do. I am sort of buying into it a little. Um, I, I just I don't see how it works uh, without us being really disappointed, you know, in some other roster move, right? And then we're just going to resent Andujar, you know, for that. Yeah. Um, it's impressive what he's done in AAA this year. Like, he's he's been a really good AAA hitter. Uh, and what he's doing currently in the majors, like, it makes you think that maybe he's not, like, completely hopeless up here. Like, there, there might be something there that he could turn into, you know, a future major league career. But you know what? I'm with you, Doug. I think if there is going to be a future major league career for Miguel Andujar, like it's just, it's just not the pirates. It just doesn't really, it's, I don't think there's a fit. Like there's, no, there's nowhere really, there's where nowhere can you really put him? put him. Right. Right. Where can you put him without 
breaking the fan base's heart, you know, yeah. and giving up on a top prospect. I mean, those are, those are your two options, right? I mean, and, yeah. and it's not just breaking our heart if you don't resign McCutcheon. I mean, McCutcheon has been one of our better hitters. I mean, the, you know, he's, he's a productive hitter. I feel more certain about him moving forward than I do Miguel Andujar. So I, I, yeah, I just, I would love it there to be some way that it could work uh, because it is, to borrow a word, intriguing what he's doing, what he's done in AAA and what he's continued to do since he's been called up. Um, I, I am always leery of September baseball, uh, you know, especially when, you know, I mean, we're, we've been in a week of playing teams that are in last place. You, you just don't really know, you know, who's given up, who's, you know, I mean, baseball, one of the great things about it, you know, there is, it is the individual matchup. Nobody just wants to groove fastballs to somebody or anything, but still the, the, it's a long season. It grinds down on you and who knows how sharp somebody is at this point. So if somebody goes on a roll, it's hard. It, it's easier to believe in two now that they only bring up two guys, you know, it used to be, they bring up 13 guys and you know, you're hitting 400 against a bunch of guys that were from double a, but yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I, I would, yeah, I get the feeling Andahar might go on somewhere else and carve himself out a major league career. Um, it seems unlikely that it'll be here. Let's kind of stick with the same theme. Um, and on top of it, you know, players who made a pretty big uh, contribution today. So, you know, we talked about Triolo and his two doubles, his two runs scored. We talked about Andujar and his homer off the foul pole. That gave the Pirates their first, you know, two runs, uh, essentially right there between the Piguero single to hit in Triolo and that, then that bomb. But the Pirates in the bottom of the seventh, we'll get to how it got tied, but it's a tie ball game two to two. Um, following yet another Jared Triolo double. Uh, Jason DeLay is getting the start today, obviously day after a night game, he was going to get the start. You know, he's been, been kind of getting that, that role, you know, every, ever since then he's been up, uh, but Jason DeLay with the, with two outs in the seventh tie ball game, little bouncer down the third baseline and the ball hits the side of third base deflects into foul territory, (laughs) deflects into foul territory, Goes down towards the wall. Jared Triolo scores. Jason DeLay's got a double. Um, I mean, at this point, Jason DeLay, he's you can't really ask for much more out of a backup catcher than what you've seen out of Jason DeLay. And today he delivers the game winning RBI hit against the New York Yankees, against that, uh, against Carlos Rodon, um, who actually I think at that point Rodon was out. Let me just double check no no that was against Rodon so yeah, Rodon um, gave up that right and then, yeah that was that was the last at bat against Rodon so so Jason DeLay just to kind of reel off some numbers here he's hitting 253 314 on base percentage 357 slugging like he's not like not a world beater by any means at the plate but he certainly like holds his own seems to have a pretty good relationship with Mitch Keller you know it's been been it's been, uh, been kind of his personal catcher here the last uh, couple months of the year I mean, Jason DeLay at this point, Doug, like I said, we're talking we're talking guys who made impacts today and like their future with the team. Jason DeLay's got to be your backup catcher next year, right? Oh, absolutely. No question. Like you don't even like you don't even look for someone. Yeah, no question. I mean, if, if you hear that they're talking to someone, it makes absolutely no sense. He's the perfect backup. And, and especially on this team, he's the best friends with Brian Run. You know, he's best friend with your best player, and he's the personal catcher for your best pitcher. You know, on top of that, like I said, he's hitting 253, which Right. He, I mean, again, he doesn't have a lot of pop, doesn't have a lot of power, but he has delivered 
in, in some clutch situations. He's certainly not afraid of the moment. Um, yeah, you, you, there's nothing more. This, this is the perfect example that when a guy is put in the appropriate situation that he can thrive. Now, if you ask him to start four or five games a week, that's not what you know, he's going to get worn down. He's not going to do as well. But he is he is in the position that he should it exactly should be in, being used exactly the way he should be being used. And he's thriving in it. And right. I he's the backup catcher for the next. I don't care if it's 10 years at this point. Right. I mean, he I mean, he's not going to be expensive. He he fits in with this team. He fits in with these players. Yeah. Outstanding backup catcher. I'm, I am with you. And you brought up a good point that like he's and he's really one of the very few guys on this roster who's being used in the role that you like right. want to see them use. Exactly. Right? There's so many there's so many people who are asked to be doing more than than what they should be on this team, just from a lack of depth, the lack of ability from other guys. Right. So, you know, I mean, just a and lack of sensible management, <laughs> like like just a quick example here. Like someone says, you know, Connor Joe got to go like Connor Joe, I think, is a fine fourth outfielder on, on a major league team. But when Connor Joe's asked to start five times a week, yeah, he doesn't look that good. Right. So, uh, but yeah, Jason DeLay is is thriving in a role that he's perfectly suited for. And like you mentioned, it's just kind of one of those things where like you don't have to be a great baseball player to be useful. And Jason DeLay right now is uh, he's a very useful member of this team. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's doing right. Exactly. Exactly what you, you expect and, and more from what we've had out of our backup catchers. I don't know, in the last decade. Right. I mean, yeah. since, since Cervelli was backing up Russell or something along those lines, it's, it's been a while mm -hmm. and uh, right. It's just refreshing to see a guy being asked to do, exactly what he can do and then watching him you know reward with reward you with doing maybe even a little more than you expected yep let's shift gears here so that's how the pirates uh, offense fared today um and, and kind of the key contributors let's shift focus so we got colin selby out of the way two scoreless right. innings to open for andre jackson who was the bulk guy today uh he looked great early on uh i think you know perfect third inning perfect fourth inning he finally walked someone in the fifth, but three innings of just no hit baseball from Andre Jackson. He goes out there in the sixth. He gives up a single and a double, but then settles right back in, gets gets the next three batters. And then you're feeling pretty good, like four innings, one run off of Andre Jackson. Personally, I probably would have taken him out here. That We're going to have that conversation later, but he gets sent back out for the seventh. Uh, he gives up a homer to Anthony Volpe that ties the game at two walks Oswaldo Peraza, and then he gives way to Ryan Barucki. But I think today was just sort of – it It was kind of both sides of Andre Jackson, right? Like you look at Andre Jackson, and we've, we've, we've gotten to see him now for, for the better half of like a, a month and a half or so. Sure. So we've got a pretty good idea of, of what he's capable of, I think. Um, and th and today showed you that he can be effective. Like the stuff's really good. To, he, he's good enough to get major league hitters out. He probably shouldn't be a starting pitcher. He probably shouldn't be seeing guys more than once through the order. He's probably a reliever, right? When you ask him to do too much, that's when he's going to get into trouble. Um, but today, like I said, you saw both sides of it. You saw how he right. can be really effective, and then you saw how you probably don't want to overexpose him. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think I said this uh, last Monday. The more you see of him, the more you see a, a very good, you know, reliever um, 
given how the Pirates have had success with the opener this year, I could see him, you know, being effective as the opener, a three inning type opener. But you're right. It, it seems that I, I and he's young. I, I, I don't want to, you know, put guys into, you know, just completely write them off. Uh, you know, maybe he gets a little better with his conditioning. Maybe he gets a little better with his focus and he's able to, uh, you know, maybe he develops a little bit different, something of another pitch. I mean, you, you, I don't want to completely lock him down into it, but. From what we've seen so far, he looks like he could at least be a very effective relief because um, it does seem like he can come in and give you two perfect innings, right? <laughs> and after that, you're not exactly sure what's going to happen. But uh, you're right. We saw we sort of saw the, the best of what he has and, and then the the, the not-so-good side. Um, a, a, again, a, well, I don't, not an entirely a tough lineup, some, but some very good hitters he had to navigate. Um, and right when he sort of got himself into trouble and then got out, that was nice to see because that hasn't always been the case. And uh, yeah, I, I'm moving forward. I, I, I want to, you know, I mean, keep using them this, the way that you're using them the rest of this year. Bring them into training camp, and we'll see what happens. But th- there's room for him on this roster. It's probably not in the starting rotation. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think honestly, what he like, I think he can become what the Pirates hoped. Dwayne Underwood Jr. would be right. Like, I feel like that's, that's kind of like what he could be, right? Someone who you can throw in in the sixth inning and and he can give you two innings or you can put him in in the fifth when the starter doesn't really have all of it. And he can give you a fifth and a sixth inning and bridge the gap to the late inning guys. Like, I think that's probably like the perfect role for him, but right now he's just asked to have to do more than that. So I am, I am interested in seeing what he can do as a more, um, just stereotypical reliever next year. I don't think the pirates should in any way rely or pencil him in to any sort of starting pitching depth this next right. season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, again, if he's going to earn his way into the rotation, he needs to do it sort of from the bullpen, right. By, by um, being effective for the first half of the season and then maybe somebody gets hurt or, or something along those lines and you're like, okay, stretch him out. But right. I, I, I think, you're, you're right. I mean, he's Will Crow. He's Dwayne Underwood, right? He, uh, Mitch Keller throws 90 pitches. Oviedo throws 90 pitches through five. You bring this guy in and you get two out of him, and, and, you know, maybe even three or, you know, get seven outs or something along those lines. Cause he, he looks at this point with, without any further development, he looks like he could be very effective at that. Um, so, yeah, but if, if uh, it's fool's gold, I believe if you're counting on him is to be the number four man in the rotation next year. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. So, uh, but he goes four and a third today. Uh, Ryan Barucki comes in, cleans up everything there in the uh, in the seventh inning. I don't know how much more we can say about Ryan Barucki this season. He just he comes in when pitchers can't finish innings with guys on base, and he just gets the job done night like day in and day out without any drama. Without at you know he doesn't walk two guys and make it you know and then get out of it nope he comes in very efficiently very effectively i'll tell you this at this point in the season the two relievers i have most confidence in pitch today right now the two guys i have the most confidence in are magiski and barecki they come in i i'm not at all worried holderman comes in i'm you know i'm on the edge of my seat bednar comes in i'm on the edge of my seat and they do things that you know they give up doubles and walk guys and do things these two guys comes in and it doesn't matter who's up doesn't matter what the circumstances that right now, and, and again, you know, relievers are fungible and, you know, one day they have it, one day they don't. These two guys have been very consistent 
And uh, it, it, to me, it's a good sign. It's a, a sigh of relief when I see them coming in. And uh, yeah, I, I, I look forward to every, you know, I mean, I know Barucky, I, I don't know where it came from. I know we all rolled our eyes when he was signed, you know, and then we rolled our eyes every single time he came in. And now suddenly, yeah, we've said it. We've said it on nearly, you know, every show. There, there's, yeah, there, there's, there's no complaints. We can stop saying he can't do it. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. It's there, and it's not. It's not just. It's not Chase DeYoung, right? It, it's not somehow he just got lucky. It, I mean, the the advanced numbers support what he's doing, right? He he is pitching extremely well, and uh, he is a a true. You know, he's an asset, and he's one of the most reliable relievers we have right now. Yep, you mentioned Majinski too coming in, clean inning from him. He also uh, it was pretty impressive at bat he put together. He faced Aaron Judge, yeah. struck him out on a you know fast an O two fastball in the upper part of the zone, just kind of blew it right by him. So that was cool to see. Yeah, sure and was. then um, and then David Bednar, David Bednar comes in, he does give up a double, but uh, three strikeouts. He gets his thirty sixth save on the year. His ERA is sitting now at 1.86. Doug, I think the rumors of David Bednar's demise were overblown. I don't, I don't, I'm, I know you said you're, you're, you're confident in Majinski. You're confident in Barucky. I'm still confident in Bednar, man. Like the dude hasn't given up an earned run since August 25th. Um, this is his, you know, ninth straight appearance of, you know, zero earned runs. The, the guy just, he's, he's just, He's good. He's he's yeah, a good closer. He's one of the he was one of the best relief pitchers in the game. Yeah, 19 saves since the All Star break. I think that leads the National League. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, there's uh, he's not blowing people away like he does in the first half. But who, I guess who cares, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a save is a save is a save. But you know, a scoreless frame is a scoreless frame. Um, he makes me a little more nervous. I, I don't want to say I don't have confidence. It's just like, oh, right. you know, okay. you're just, you know, uh, on the, uh, I mean, how can you not have confidence? He, he, you're right. He's one of the best relievers in baseball. He, he is a legitimate all-star. He's not an all-star because we have to have one, um, you know, by, by rule, every team has one. So no, he, he has earned it. Uh, he's not the last guy added to the, to the roster. He's, he's one of the first relievers you think of putting on there. Um, he's, he's fun to watch. Um, but yeah, and and I've been part of the oh damn, it, he's fat and out of shape, and he better get it together. But you know, I mean, at this point, you can't argue with the results, and it's a results business. Yep, I agree with you though. So Pirates pick up a win though; that's their seventieth win of the season. They sit at seventy and eighty, um, four and three on the week. Think you'll take that? Um, they do salvage this last game against the Yankees. They are off tomorrow. Uh, before where do, we, where do we head? Where do we head? Cubs three game series, uh, in at home. No, three game series oh. on the road against yeah, the Cubs. Right. So, yeah. Pirates have a chance to be spoilers here for the for the next few weeks, uh, facing a bunch of teams that are in the wild card hunt. Yeah, everybody so, they play now at this point is in. It's they play Cubs, Phillies, Cincinnati. Cubs, Phillies, Marlins, Reds. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. they're every, everybody they play going from here on out is 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 in it. So. Should be a fun end of the season. Like I said, 70 and 80. They still have a chance to uh, finish with a semi-respectable like respectable record. No um, reason they can't get to 74, 75. 
wins, which is, I think, where, I mean, I predicted 79, but I think most everybody had them in that 72, 73, 74 range. Yeah, I think, I think I had them at 73. So, but they, they can, they can beat that. Like they can get to 74, 75. Yeah. And how we got there is obviously strange and, you know, but I keep having an argument with someone says, yeah, but it's all based on that 20 and eight, throw out the 20 and eight. I'm like, yeah, but if you throw out June, right. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, right. The terrible lose. So, I mean, it's been, they've been a little over 500 now for, almost a hundred games. Right. I mean, maybe it's 90 or so, but um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. There's I mean, nothing matters unless, you know, as I said, look, they can get 74, 75 this year. The key to that is they got to follow up next year with, you know, going from 62 to 70 is not that big a deal. That's the easier jump in, in, in win totals. It's now getting up to that 85, uh, you know, 82, 83 even is, is uh, is the hard part so um but yeah it, it, we got 12 games left they should be fun the schedule did us a favor they don't play against you know opposite the Steelers tomorrow night <laughs> so um uh, yeah the Cubs I hate the Cubs so and they, they the Cubs have crushed us all year let's go take the series at least from Let's do it. So like, like, uh, like Doug said, they're off day tomorrow. So we'll be back with a post game show on Tuesday. Uh, Donardo and I will be live tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. with another episode of Starbucks. So tune in there. But other than that, that's, uh, that's all I got from today. Good game. Pirates win three to two. You got anything else to add, Doug? No, yeah, no, it's a fun game. It was a good week. Uh, and we'll see you guys Tuesday. Sounds good. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for commenting, all that stuff. Like, subscribe. We'll see you later. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.